0: from the acid of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza kick radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man.
1: Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza
0: Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga a real quick cow, Mike. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you doesn't. Now look at that guy. You fuck that. Black D. Collins. This is bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by JCat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Yakuza Kick Radio.
1: Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, JCat Morris. I wasn't gonna do a show tonight. I uh Shaheen hit me up, was like, yo. You want to do the show? I'm open to do it, and uh, I was like fuck it. So here I am, do the shit. Um, he's got a whole bunch of topics here, so we'll roll through these. Um, man, I watched uh, my Niners preseason game the other day, and uh, Trey Lance, man, that dude is gonna be a fucking star. I can tell you for fucking sure. Um, he's gonna need, you know, the coaching. He's gonna need, you know, some fine tuning for sure. But he's got some some serious ability. Hit an 80-yard bomb. His second pass, the first one was a drop ball. wasn't his fault at all. And uh, the second one was he just came. He rolled out left, and he threw back right across the field. 80-yard bomb, boom, and uh, touchdown. So he took five sacks in that game. We had our backup offensive line in, and uh, most of his weapons weren't out there. He didn't have Debo. He didn't have Kittle. Um, Kittle also plays a huge blocking role as well as Kyle Youchek, who was also not playing. You know, so it, it, you know with preseason, you're just going to get a different set of challenges that you're going to have uh, a whole lot more ease of play. You know, once you get into the actual season. But uh, yeah, he's not going to be the starter right off the bat anyway. So he's got some time to develop with us having Jimmy there. Um, we got a stacked squad so it's gonna be serious fucking work once we uh, once we get to rolling I'm hyped. I got this uh, set like NFL pass I think it's called something like that and uh, it gives you all the preseason games. you can watch all the preseason games and then as soon as the regular season games are over, so say you're watching a one o'clock game. The game ends at four o'clock as soon as that ends at four o'clock, it's up on that app that you can watch anytime over and over whatever. So you can watch any game in the league as soon as it's over, you know, which I think is cool because if I'm watching red zone and my game's not nationally televised, I can't get the direct TV because my neighbor's fucking trees. And then, you know, I can go hit that up if I wanted to watch that whole game later on. I saw all the touchdowns. I saw all the the highlight stuff, but if I want to go back and actually watch it, you know, bell to bell, Fucking whistle to whistle should be. Um, yeah, I, I can do that. So it's like a 100 bucks for a year. To me, it's worth it because I'm just a spaz with the fucking football. So but uh, yeah, so I'm hyped. It's fucking it's time. So uh, let me see. Uh, ICW show that they did the other day. Um, had a uh, Schlack for Scott Summers. I thought this was good. You know, Summers spent a bunch of time out. Um, you know, he had gotten hurt and then just stopped wrestling for a while. And, uh, he came back and he looked great out there. You know, was suplexing the shit out of slack. And, uh, that's like, say that shit seven times faster, however many times you're supposed to say. Um, I ain't even going for it again, but he was, uh, you know, doing really well in that match. I thought, um, he had a, a you know, leg injury there. But uh, other than that, you know, it, it was good to see him back. And he definitely stepped right up like he never missed a step. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, Scott's got to stay on his feet. You know, he's got to be able to maneuver out there without just blowing his leg out. So hopefully he can get back, at healthy and, uh, you know, be back doing his thing. But, yeah, it was a good match. I thought they, they matched up pretty well. Uh, Sadek versus Murdoch. Uh, I thought that was really good. Um, I, I like the first match better. This one was good. Um, you could tell Murdoch really tried to you know control that match because you know she gets wild. And uh, he I think he he put on uh, Twitter afterwards that he felt like uh it was the next day, he felt he felt like he just wrestled a coked up bear. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's wild, she's crazy as hell. My well, man, uh, Anthony Masao went to that show, picked me up a shirt. So I should have a sodica shirt soon. Um, Masada fucking people up. Yeah, I meant to watch the uh, Masada-Kira match, and then I just kind of tuned out when it was on because that was the same night that the, um, the Niners were on. So I was back and forth between the TV in my room and the TV in the living room with the Niners on. So, um, yeah, I didn't fully pay attention to all of that show um i think by the time the niners game was either over or we were like well into the the end of the game with like third string guys in um then i paid a little bit more attention to what was going on on the wrestling so um but the one i saw the day before masada and neil diamond cutter that's a bad little motherfucker man like you know I, I think he's he's definitely one of the top deathmatch guys out there. And um, he looks like shit. I mean, he just looks like a homeless person, you know. And I, from the vibe I've gotten off of him online, I, I don't think he's that far from that. So it may just be a completely genuine look. But, um, yeah, I know he's a Niner fan. I think that's cool. But um, also, he, you know, he just, he just works hard. He takes tons of shit. You see him take all the abuse in the match. Not all, like, you know, no one else does anything. But, I mean, he just gets the shit kicked out of him during the match. And he's got some pretty good innovative offense. You know, his offense works. He he, he uses that small size and, you know, has offense that's believable. Because you get a little guy and little bullshit strikes and no kind of moves or anything like that. I've seen even big guys like that. Their offense just isn't there. And it's like, fuck, man, you gotta figure something out because it's just not you, you can't believe they're part of the match. So, but he he makes shit work. You know, even against a guy like Masada, and that shit that shit went down exactly as I thought it was. Masada's just fucking, he's mean with those fucking skewers. He put them shits in his in his fucking forehead that shit was like way up fucking front in his forehead, a whole handful of them in his forehead. And then one on the top of the one side of his head. And then the back of the, the other, and he pounded all fucking all those sets in. And then you just finished the match with those things in your fucking head. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely recommend checking that one out. Um, Emil J. Yeah. So this was a reminder to, cause I last show, I was supposed to talk about Emil with that, um, uh, what was that? Gage versus... Uh, fuck's his name. Fucking Zack Ryder. Um, so, yeah, it was Gage versus Zack Ryder. And uh, Zack Ryder came out there and made an introduction. Matt Cardona, that's his name. His new name. He uh, cut off uh, MLJ from talking. and He called him a fucking Mark. And he <laughs> fucking put the mic back in his chest. But, yeah, MLJ is... Exactly that. And he's just a cornball. He's a clown of a dude. This dude he was supposed to be the ring announcer. And he's out there with a fucking ski mask on to be part of Nick Gage's fake gang with the fucking MDK shirt on. It's one of those things that you're supposed to be completely you know, unbiased. You're supposed to just be calling the ref's supposed to call it down the middle. You know, the announcers you know, the, the commentators, I should say, the commentators, they're, I mean, they can have heel and face commentators, so they can kind of pick sides. So they don't necessarily need to be unbiased, but the ring announcer, unless it's some, like, gimmick shit where, like, you bring out your own ring announcer because that's, like, your whole deal, it, it has to be unbiased. It's just the person that's announcing the guy coming to the ring. And your only job is to just give them a good introduction. You know? And this fucking guy's over here with the fucking ski mask and the and the shirt on, like he's just a big fan. He just he just looks challenged. You know, he just looks fucking challenged and he gets like shit faced drunk and posts these like sloppy ass pictures on, on Facebook or, or fucking Instagram or whatever the fuck. He's just, he's a loser. He's just a forever fucking loser. It's unbelievable. I, I can't believe this guy still has a job somewhere, but it's GCW. So of course he does. They, they embrace that bullshit lifestyle. Uh, Takeda and drag. Yeah, that's wild, man. The Japanese are, are on some shit. They just, you know, they'll go from, like, the most violent motherfucker ever to, like, wearing a dress and lipstick and making out with a dude. and It's weird. Like, I don't, I've never, I've never seen such a crazy transformation, you know? I mean, it, they came up with Transformers, right? In Japan? I would think. That would make sense. Hmm. But um, XPW returned. Yeah, I mean, I was not an XPW fan. The thing with XPW was like, um, they were up against CZW. I mean, initially, when I knew about XPW with Sunco's video, you would get the videos in there, and I saw that blood stuff that they were doing, and that was crazy to me because this is before CZW, this is before me seeing much of anything. And, um, they had their guys, you know, at, uh, Supreme and whatnot, but then they had, you know, ECW guys, they had Candido in there and, you know, they bring in Raven they bring in, you know, uh, Shane Douglas was there all the time, you know, that, so they were doing that type of shit and um i mean i I definitely knew about what was going on with them just via the suncoast video handful of dvds and shit but then i didn't really stay up with them or anything like that and uh when they invaded czw they didn't really invade czw but they you know they they try to take over czw's territory they came into philly and they uh bought the arena, like exclusive rights, to the, the, the arena that CZW is running in monthly. And uh, they bought exclusive rights to that, got CZW pushed out for a month. That's all it was. And it was supposed to be a permanent thing. Within one month, they painted the floors black in there. And um, which I don't think they were supposed to do, but they did. Uh, painted the floors black, which I'm sure wasn't cheap. <laughs> you know big enough building to just paint the floors it's, it's gonna take a lot and um and then they they did something stupid in the building i don't even remember what they did but uh, uh they got themselves banned from the building within a month so then i guess the owners called czw back up roger whoever the fuck called czw back up and said hey you want you want back in so they were back there in no time and uh for that one month we had to go over to this like fucking little side building next to a strip club the the toilets had flooded that was the one where nate Hatcher got the toilet seat busted over his head and um the toilets were over flowing into like the fucking seating area it, yeah it was gross um but yeah that was that was because XBW came in and bought the fucking rights at that They were stealing talent left and right. They stole Justice Payne. You know, they they gave him more money to jump over there. Um, M-Dog and Josh Prohibition, they pulled them. Um, You know, they were just trying to just pay those guys higher to not work at CZW and work there. You know, we're doing the whole, like, fuck CZW, all of that shit on the mic. And, you know, meanwhile, like, they came into CZW's house. CZW wasn't in Cali, you know, shouting fuck XPW. So, and, you know, there was a the whole thing with Messiah, too, where uh, he he was with XPW. He was an XPW guy through and through. And um, I think the thing that happened, he fucked Lizzie who was Rob, Rob's girl, Rob Black. And then there was, like, a hit put out to cut his dick off. And they cut his thumb off instead, like, in the struggle. And... Um, Messiah came to CZW So it became like That was the enemy Because that's where that guy is And he was cutting promos against them You know and The whole locker room came out And was yelling shit into the mic That was um, I mean that, that whole show was fucking awesome You know Because when he came back from that dumb thing it was like The whole The crowd The locker room Everybody just united on that shit Like fuck whoever did this. And that's what it became. So, you know, it was real personal between Rob black and CZW and Messiah. So when that shit went down, it was like them versus us in our house and all that. And I was like such a diehard fan. It was like, there was no way XPW was going to, you know, come in and take what was, you know, not ours. You know, it was, we're fans but in the same token this was our home company this is what we watched month in and month out we weren't gonna go support xpw when they were trying to ruin what the fuck we loved already you know you you can't do that you can come and try to get the fans as well you know you're like hey you're running this weekend we're running in the next weekend hey fans you like that shit you'll love what we're doing too and and try to get them on both days you know but to come over there and, and try to battle CZW like that's fucking asinine. So that's what they did. And they lost because not only did CZW have a problem with them. ROH had a problem with them. So they were running like CZW ROH double header shit just to get rid of XPW. Like fucking them up. And they got them out of there. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of what that was. And that's why the return is what it is you know they're advertising um schlack they're advertising Masaya, uh, masada and uh you know i mean they're gonna try to do some shit but you know it's all the talent that we already know from the indies so they're just gonna reassemble you know their own version of whatever's already going on and i mean it, it'll be another option it'll be a lot of the same guys that we're familiar with already just being matched up differently in the ring. So I'm not telling you that there's nothing good that's going to happen there. I'm sure there are, but you know, let's see. I know I ain't spending money on that or fucking anything else for that matter. I really don't like buy or, or attend. I'm not really a supporter at this point. You know, I just comment on this shit. Um, Drake younger MDK return. Um, yeah, this is about the, uh, the meth hour, um, podcast, Facebook live, whatever the fuck you want to call that shit. And I actually, somebody sent it to me and I, I watched like a half hour of this thing because I was just curious, like Drake's got to such an agenda built up. And he's just so, like, locked in on this shit. Like, you're killing babies, man. Like, you know, Trump's still the president. You know, it's, I don't know. The masks are, are, are supporting the, the pedophiles or some shit now. Like, that that's the shit he's on. So I, I expected him to just take over and do that shit. But they were saying, like, no politics or some shit. And I listened to, like, the first half hour. And I'll tell you, like, they were getting just a straight wrestling interview up until that point. I'm sure Drake shoehorned his bullshit in towards the end. But, um, and I don't know for how long or whatever. I, I Like I said, I only listened to a half hour. And, and basically what it was, was them trying to do what i have done almost fucking ten years ago. The Drake Younger interview that I tried to do, or that I did, you know, whatever it is, eight, nine years ago. That, that's what that was, you know. But these are 20-year-old kids. The problem is... They haven't even fucking watched the matches that they're talking about. Now, I understand, like, you don't have to have been there. That's, you know, you're 20 years old. How do I expect you to, you know... over were you fucking nine when that shit happened? Like, I, it's... I, it's completely understandable that you weren't there. But you're going to have Drake Younger on the show and you're really excited and you're doing this wrestling interview and this and this turn the fucking IWTV on and watch five fucking matches, 10 matches before you interviewed a guy and talk to him about those fucking matches. These guys were literally saying there the, the kid. He, he just kept starting the sentence with, It says here he wrestled brain damage. Like it says here. The fuck do you want to know about it? If it only says there, if it said something else, you'd know that too. Like what? I I don't understand. You, you, You haven't, you're not even an actual fan, you know, of his name and you know that he's famous or, you know, you know that he's got a lot of right now, obviously a lot of attention for the wrong reasons. But, you know, he, he's a deathmatch legend. I guess you'd have to call him at this point for the shit he was doing in CZW and fucking, I, you know, that finals that you were trying to ask about that you didn't fucking watch. He was on top of a, a tractor trailer. Grabbed the fucking trophy. You had to grab the trophy and then get back down to the ground with the trophy. That was the whole thing is you had to get the trophy, and then bring it back down to the ground to win that tournament. For whatever reason, that's how they set that one up. So he fucking grabs the trophy and brain damage, punches him in the fucking face, and he falls off the fucking truck, clutching the trophy through a fucking light tube table on the fucking ground, and that's how he won the fucking tournament. But all you, you know is, it says here you won the glass match with the brain damage and how was that you know like you're wasting everybody's fucking time and it's so funny because you little cocksuckers start talking all this bullshit about oh you're the, you're this podcast you're the best podcast deathmatch this that 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 you don't even fucking watch the matches you're talking about Maybe the ones that are happening now, but if you had someone on, you wouldn't even go back and watch some of this old shit, even if you've got an app right in front of you that has all the shit on it that I'm sure you have. You know, It's fucking crazy. When we didn't have a fucking app, we didn't have a, a computer, we didn't have anything, we were tape trading and shit. And we had more knowledge about the shit we were into... Than the people who are now calling themselves fucking podcast hosts. That are now calling themselves some kind of radio this or that. And they're not, they don't even give a fuck about the shit that they're actually talking about. And then when someone else like me calls them out and calls them just a bottom feeding piece of shit. They, they get all offended. <laughs> because I'm, I'm telling the truth. Not because, like, I'm just hating on them. I did what you did, and I did it better. And I was fucking, early on, I was whack at this shit. But at the same token, I at least looked up what the fuck I was talking about. I at least watched the shit that I was talking about. You know, I would would ask him about some of the matches I haven't seen. But you motherfuckers, I'm not so sure that you've seen a match that one of these guys wrestled, unless they're happening right now. It's just clown shit. It's just complete clown shit. That Michael Thick dude that was trying to act like he could fight me or something, like he's in any kind of fucking shape to fight anyone that looks like me. You know what I mean? Like. That you got guys like that and he's fighting this other kid on there. Now I think that the 20 year old kid that was interviewing Drake and now they're arguing over who's the guy and that you're all clowns just stay together. Just, just keep, just make up with each other. Get back in your little tiny fucking car, honk your motherfucking nose and, and walk your big fucking shoes off the stage, man. You guys are all fucking clowns. Jimmy Havoc's working a regular job. Uh, yeah, I mean, good. That's all he should have ever been doing. He's probably better at what he's doing right now than he was at fucking uh, wrestling. I've never liked a dude. I thought everything he did looked like shit. He was too lanky and shitty looking. It just... It looked like dudes had to be letting him do what he was doing to them. He just didn't look built like sh- like anything. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he just had like this gross look to him. Like just like a hot topic manager. Uh, like there's no way you're jumping that counter and fucking doing some shit to me, bro. Like he just, he wasn't believable at all to me. And when he had to go over in that tournament of death, fucking Masada in it and shit, like that, you know, didn't make any fucking sense. Uh, so yeah, he's working a regular job now. Good. Uh, QAnon dad kills two his two eight month old kids for having serpent blood. Yeah, like this is the type of shit that's going on in this QAnon stuff, and that's Drake's people. That's the shit that I've been saying. Like, you better watch that fucking guy. These are not safe people. These are the people who are also so insanely outraged about abortion. And he killed his fucking kids with a spear gun. With a fucking spear gun. Like, the shit that they take out in the, the ocean and, like, shoot into giant fucking fish. A fucking spear gun he killed his two fucking kids with. But you guys are too worried about babies that aren't even born and aren't even yours. Fucking crazy. Um AC and fish concert. This this is crazy man. Um so this shit here, this was like 23,000 or some shit. Let me see. I have to see this post. Because this is the one that set me off. 38,000 people at the Atlantic City concert, right? And this is, you know, a friend's wife that posted this. And this is this is just her take on it. And I gotta I got speak on that. It says, as they're telling these poor college kids, mandatory vaccines and mass, no visiting friends in other buildings on campus. And they're still making decisions about dining halls being open. The lack of consistency from day one in this pandemic blows my mind with a bunch of like face palms and shit, right? Okay. Do you want the standard of care for your child To be determined by the standards of care of a fish concert. Think about that shit real fucking hard real quick. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Why you would see something handled irresponsibly and then think the best thing that you could do is apply that to, like, why can't I do what I want to do? No, like, maybe just look at what they're doing is irresponsible and go well at least my kid's school is taking these proper precautions and i could feel a little bit safer about sending my kids to the school but i don't feel so safe about sending my kid to the fish concert in ac with thirty-eight thousand motherfucking people like i don't understand the, the the translation that turns it into you're being screwed over because they're being irresponsible like, they're being blatantly fucking irresponsible. But again, like, y- you're you're thinking the safety in your child's school or college or high school or, you know, whatever schools, because this is happening on all levels. People are outside of the fucking town halls. Unmask the kids. And first off, they're in your house right now. It's not even school. They don't have masks on. They're not unmasked just yet, like. You're acting crazy. The mask didn't even go on. You're screaming about the mask coming off. You're fucking crazy. Um, But this other stuff is like, whatever school your kid's in, like, you want their health standards to be a little bit higher than a crowd that's all about tripping balls while they listen to shitty music. And, and, you know, hey, um, I, I know some people will be fans of the music to hear the show, but you, you gotta know that we don't like the same kind of music, I mean, it's, it's gotta be pretty self-explanatory, but it's a, it's always just my opinion, that's what you gotta keep in mind when you listen to the show, it's just it's just an opinion, you just know, like, sometimes you, you do some shit, or some shit will happen, you, you'll see something that you know I'm gonna talk about on a, on a wrestling show, or whatever, you'll be like, oh, J-Cat's gonna fucking, you know, that, that's all it is, though. You know, that's just like, oh, he's gonna feel this about that, and then that's it, and then we're done and over and moving on with our lives. No one's, no one should be traumatized. It, it's, it's okay. But yeah, um, fuck their music and fuck it, fuck thirty-eight thousand people in one fucking space for that stupid shit. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. But you know, some businesses aren't out to keep you safe. Concert businesses are built off of fucking packing as many people as you can into a venue, send it, selling them shitloads of alcohol and fucking merch, and, and fucking running away with bags of fucking money to the next city. That, that's what the fuck concerts are all about. So, fuck, man, it's to be expected. But when I'm sending my kids, you know, following a pandemic that killed a whole lot of fucking people that locked the entire fucking world down when you, when you're trying to return to normalcy and you have vaccinated kids, you want to make sure that, you know, they're just not packed in with copious amounts of other shithead kids who came from shithead parents who just aren't going to be responsible. Oh, you're not vaccinating me. So now I gotta, I gotta fucking put everybody else at risk just because of that, you know? So at least there's some reassurance to say, Hey, I know this place over here. If, if you don't want to do the thing, don't do the thing. But I want to know this place over here is it's a bunch of people who did the thing, and, and and now they're that much safer. And going forward, you can at least hope that they're going to dodge bullets. You're not going to have dead kids in that fucking space. You know, it's just it's just precautions. That's all it is. It's it's about taking precautions. And people are spinning this shit in all sorts of silly ass directions, like. People are posting shit. Oh, well, last year we were calling the nurses heroes and now we're trying to fire them from their jobs. Like then they're talking about mandatory vaccines again. If we had a way to prevent those nurses from getting sick and nurses and doctors had died amongst this, this thing, you know, but if we could have prevented them from getting sick, if we could have prevented them from having to be heroes and working countless hours and putting themselves at risk and being so overworked with a vaccine, we would have done that to prevent them from having to do what they had to do. So knowing that that's what would have been done for the nurses as a country, knowing that, you can't play both sides of the fence and they go, yeah, well, I'm a nurse and I'm not going to do it and you can't fucking make me do it. And it's like, yeah, but well, then you're not really for the nurses. You're for yourself. You're, you know, you're doing what you want to do and you happen to be a nurse, but the nurses who were trying to protect the other nurses are doing the fucking vaccine just the way that somebody else should have done. So to prevent you from having to do what you had to do. But, you know, obviously, you know, you couldn't just prevent the COVID with some shit because they had to develop a vaccine after the COVID, you know, took its fucking hold. But, you know, the whole thing is crazy. And there's a lot of shifts that other people have to do in order to get past this shit. You you can't at this point possibly be denying it. Like, just fucking get over it already. Like, they're, they're pretty deep in. So... You got to know that if this is a storyline by any stretch, it's pretty elaborate now. And um, I think by now you've learned it can go to any extent and you better just fucking buckle up. Let's just do what the fuck we need to do and continue to lean back towards normal. Because we've we've gotten to be able to do a good amount of fucking things now. And all we're asking is to, to keep shit safe and do a certain thing so we can continue to operate because when we didn't have the shit we have now the vaccines and things everything shut down and we're trying to prevent that shit from happening again but the people are like no i don't fucking want to say okay you're an asshole that's why it's it's just strange i don't understand um Tyrex Picasso. Yeah, this is a dope album. Um, especially that title track. The title track is a fucking classic. I mean, it, this Benny the Butcher shit here, he's nice, man. He really is. I'm you know, more of a Conway guy out of the uh, Griselda crew. Definitely a Conway cat. But, I mean, Benny's... He's sucking up. Um... Boldy James came out with another joint, too. His shit's pretty nice, you know? I mean, I remember when the whole shit, the Griselda was really started going, I was more into Boldy James and Freddie Gibbs from the start. It's just because their flow grabbed me a certain way. Like, they got, like, a different style to their flow. And um, their shit was unique, you know? They, their lines were good. Boldy, like, surprises you because he, like, he comes off in a way that sounds almost lazy, like he's just he's going to bullshit his way through it, and then he surprises you with his lyrics. So I like Boldy. He's got a different style, though. It's not like an everyday rock. You know, you got to be in the mood. You rock that Boldy. But uh, yeah, check that out. The Pyrex Picasso, Benny shit that came out the same day. Um, Deathmatch Genie gimmick um, is whack. I don't like Satu Jin overall, that whole point to the eye thing. And just, just not a great wrestler. And to me, he's not. You know what I mean? To maybe others, he's, he's perfect. I don't know. But, like, when he comes out and starts wrestling, I, I'm bored as fuck. It's not for me. He's got this big, stupid-ass knife. I hate big, stupid-ass weapons like that. Swords and knives and spring a gun, just gun out and just carve, like, the back end to his head. Don't hit him with it. Don't shoot him with it. Just, just like, push it into his head. Like, what What the fuck is going on here? Like, the side of the gun. Like, just push it into his head. It, some of this shit is just, it, you're making it harder for yourself. H- how are you going to sell the violence when you're doing half of what the fuck you know you could do with something? It's just crazy. But overall, I mean, Deathmatch Genie, uh, it's, it's whack. Um, Jack Ryder's list of things to do. Um, Let me see. Yeah, I I can't even zoom in on it like that. I don't know. There's a bunch of shirts. MLJ being a jerk off is one of them. Uh, Starwilding out, making it impossible to cancel himself. Um, Yeah, I mean... He's still calling people out that he's gonna shoot them and <laughs> all sorts of shit and yeah he's he's bugging I, you know I hope somebody doesn't call him on that shit one day because dang, he's already talking about gun shit I don't need to talk all that crazy shit someone's gonna show up ready for it too you know he, he, it's easy enough to get one parking across the street you pull up you already got backup I mean man. You get himself into some shit real quick. People get shot over dumber shit than actually threatening somebody with a gun. Um, Cuomo resigning, saying uh, he's not a pervert. He's just Italian. That's wild shit. (laughs) But, you know, like I was telling Shaheen before the show, we were talking about it. Anybody Italian that's got a problem with that, if you're straight-up Italian, you know, goddamn well, you got an uncle that's worse than what the fuck he just said. Yeah, You know, there's no way you get through a family dinner without a worse comment than what, what he said out of, like, an uncle. There's got to be an uncle. In there. Grandfather, somebody, is saying something cra- way crazier than that as well. But, you know, we're just not going to pretend like that ain't some shit that Italians would say. You know, that's just... but yeah yeah he he stepped down that's the end of that Um, emo fight yeah bro I mean Brett Lauderdale posted some shit emo fight game changer wrestling emo fight (laughs) y'all silly as shit man y'all go from gang members to like we're sad but we fight y'all it's just corny Everything about it. I mean, but so's the gang shit. You know, the gang shit is corny, too. You, you know, doesn't make any sense. That's not you. I'll believe, the, I'll believe the emo shit before I believe the other shit. You should, like, you should uh, offer, like, a, a VIP super special photo op with a different backdrop for every front row ticket holder that dyes his hair black for that show. So it looks real emo when the, when the camera hits it. It's fucking crazy. Right? Like I was thinking too, they should have had like an MDK, like spinoff, like marshmallow death kill. Cause you figure you already got multiple types of murder right there in the death and the kill, you know, like you're already good. And then if you, you fucking throw that that M to the marshmallows, they could be buying fucking bags of marshmallows from Walmart, slapping like Nick Age stickers on it, having them sign it. They could have MDK marshmallow roast. You know how much overpriced they repricing them for fucking twenty dollars a bag and shit. You know. Fucking love you know, marshmallow roasts out back. Come on. It sells itself and, and, and these guys will buy anything. It doesn't matter. I mean, you got a guy out there just strung out on opiates and they're, they're screaming for him like like he's doing the greatest thing ever. The guys out there struggling, they're just blind to it all. And they're just like, take my money, I don't care. We're we're the best fans ever. Like it's, what the fuck, man? Just sell these assholes marshmallows already. Can you can you stuff their dumb mouths with marshmallows? <laughs> It's going to make it harder for them to yell your slogans, but don't, don't fucking swallow. You know? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Check out I Got You Five Stars. He, I mean, he, he was out there, uh, King of the Death Match. He went to uh, Tennessee, to Scenic City Invitational. He's moving around. You know? Check him out. Professor Jay. Check out Shaheen doing his thing. Nuclear Heat graphics. Hit him up for all that shit. Eric, check him out. he's, He's doing a podcast where he talks about how Nick Mullins had more interceptions than completions to his own team in the preseason game. He had one completion and two interceptions. So he's going to do a podcast about that. So you got to check him the fuck out. I'm you with some Sean Price. And I'll catch you motherfuckers next week. Peace. Bruce. Yeah.
0: Listen. <laughs> it goes. Nice rapping, Mike Tyson fans, no, tight fashion, Mike Jackson pants, dancing machine, adamantium, vampir regime, the shit you hold in the shit, colon cancer, the cream, uh, slugs move everything around me, scream, huh? what the fuck that mean, you go with your kids, throw the nigga buck that mean, mean Gene Oakland spoke in the birthday career, so sacrilegious with the bird rhyme justice, so crack the bitches in their third trimester. <laughs> You know how we go, you know my flow dope, a la heck that Never catch pee on the girl song, I smack shit out you, we are the world song. Get a hater scary, my defense intense, refrigerator perry. Hey. You gon' make me kill a hater, Pink. We gon' get him a little later, Pink. Hit him with that widow, make a <laughs> It's my nigga, refrigerator, Pink. Fuck around with me and get your whole shit back. I'm I'm MC slapping. That's what's happening. Attacking like a linebacker. Busting your shit. Sean Price, Knock out out your fucking lights. Shot somebody, fam clapped at nine. Uh, Lock my body, can't trap my mind. Raps divine, father, father divine line. Conversate with the congregation that's related with mine. Uh, You're new to the one too. Can't escape your fate. Great, who can I run to? True birds and nerves don't hurt me Half man's half machine The T's Murphy Murphy It's you On and on to the break of dawn Making Sean mad She like dad fuck making songs <laughs> Nigga the gun out Gun pop with one cop said nigga done dumb down uh-uh. Get a hatin' scary, my defense intense refrigerated berry. Pain. Attacking like a linebacker, busting your shit, making you bleed Sean Price, knock out your lights. lights. You gon' make me kill a hater, pink. We gon' get him a little later, Pink. Hit him with that widowmaker, make pig. <laughs> it's my nigga refrigerator, I Fuck around with her <laughs> and get your whole shit, bit. I'm MC slapping, that's what's happening Attacking like a linebacker, busting your shit Break. Knock out your tonight attacking like a linebacker what's your shit what's in your what's in your your sh- 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 shit attacking like a linebacker what's sh- in your shit what's in your what's in your shit attacking like a linebacker what's in your shit what's in your what's in your shit attacking like a linebacker what's in your shit what's in your what's your shit